Hey, it's Caitlin. Hey, it's Abigail. Welcome Welcome to to The Gutsy Gutsy Truth. We're here to break down barriers of what's considered normal in health, wellness, relationships, and work. We're so excited that you're here with us. Let's dive in. Well, hello, everyone. Thank you for being here for this week's episode. Um, We're thrilled to introduce you to this week's guest, Amy McGee with Rutanical Brouhaha and Bloom Trust Co. Uh, Welcome to the show, Amy. Thank you. So fun to be here. I'm glad that you guys are doing this. Yes. Well, I would love just to dive in and kind of learn about your story and, you know, how you've grown your businesses and kind of just where this all started. Great. Great. Um, okay, I'll dive in. It's kind of a long story. So I'm going to try to make it really fast. And then you can ask me if there's something you want to hear more about. But it's been a little over 20 years um, that I've been kind of on this journey. And so um, I started out as a flower grower of sorts. Um, now I know a lot of flower farmers. So I almost hesitate to say that I ever grew flowers because it was a really, really, really small scale um, business. I, I started growing kind of in my backyard. We had an acre that was in town and I had a new baby um, and a five-year-old. And I just thought, I don't know, gardening was kind of where I found my peace. You know, I would be able to go out and take the kids with me or even go out by myself when my husband was home. And I just loved being out there. So I started growing some flowers and I grew enough that I was able to sell some Um, And I did that for a little while, but I quickly realized that people wanted you to design with the flowers. You know, some people wanted to buy them, but a lot of people said, can you arrange them for me? And so there was a bed and breakfast in town that asked me to arrange some flowers that I had grown. And so I kind of just fell into the floral design aspect of flowers at that point. And that grew to, you know, it's, it's like a snowball I started that part and then someone asked for birthday flowers and then anniversary flowers. And eventually somebody asked me to do a wedding and that really was never on my radar. Um, I have to back up just a little bit too, to say that I was a working dental hygienist at this point. Um, So for 25 years, I was, I was a working dental hygienist and I had this fun flower kind of side hustle going But once I got to the point where I was doing some weddings, I realized that that's kind of where I could actually make a profit. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I kind of dove in and ended up kind of changing my business model to where I was only doing weddings and events. And I built a little studio onto my house and I had a little staff that came and worked with me on these weddings. And then at some point, um, I decided that I would take some time off because when you're in the wedding business, as a lot of people will know, you have to work almost every weekend. And my kids were young and I didn't want to miss that time with them. Um, And my mom had some health issues at the time. And I just, it it kind of hit me that, you know, like I have to choose how I'm going to do this part of my life. And while a lot of people can go on and, carry on and they love that kind of work and they can balance it with their family time in a way that satisfies them. I just never could get there. Um, and I just felt like I'm going to miss out on this time and I don't want to. And so I 
close the business. I, I still had contracts for weddings for a full year when I made this decision. So I made the decision. I didn't really tell anyone publicly because I didn't want my um, wedding couples that were coming up in the next year that I had the contracts with to be worried that I might, you know, stop. So I didn't really tell anyone except my husband. And then um, I just didn't take any new weddings. And at the end of that year, I, I stopped and I sold my equipment and I took a year off and I was home. I was still a hygienist part-time, but during that year, I had time to really kind of think and and kind of reset, which I think was important. And I realized, though, how much I missed the flower industry, the profession. But the part that I missed was not the hands-on part. The part that I really missed was the relationships, mm. the relationships that I had had with my clients and the relationships with my colleagues. And so after a year of... Um, being out of the business, I came back by starting a blog and I didn't really know that anyone would ever read it. I just started it because one of the um, team members that I had when I was doing weddings mentioned this to me when I was closing, you need to start a blog. And I didn't know what a blog was. So I kind of just didn't listen. You know, I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about because she was younger than I was and I just didn't <laughs> clue in. <laughs> But a year later, I started thinking about that and what is a blog. And then I realized, oh, I could start that for free. There's no overhead. There's like no pressure because I can just write it when I want to. If no one ever reads it, whatever, it's just for me. So I started it on my birthday. Um, and that was in 2009. And I just started writing, you know, almost every day. And I'm not a writer, but it just was fun to get all that out and talk about the flowers that we had done for weddings and talk about trends and whatever. And eventually people started reading it and we started gaining traction on that blog. And so that's kind of where it really took off, um, that where it started to build to what it is today was at that point. Um, and then, you know, fast forward to today, we've been you know, I've had a blog, now we've started a podcast. Um, now we have a membership community of floral designers and flower farmers and hobbyists that come together to find resources and, and make connections. And we've ha we have a, like a mastermind group, kind of a think tank that we do a couple of times a year. And then the latest project, of course, is kind of my, the, the one that's the most meaningful to me which is we've put all of that together. We've put the Botanical Brouhaha blog and the membership community, which is Bloom Trust Co. under one umbrella um, and open a physical space. And it's called a flower firm. And that's where we do our business now. But our business now is to turn this into a teaching platform. And as we do our business, we are running a youth internship program where we have local youth come in and learn all the facets of what we do and get to work alongside us and learn those skills. And it's just, I think it's going to be, um, I have a friend in the, in the flower community who recently said, this is my final bow in flowers. And he was actually talking about, he's, he's kind of moving on to a different medium with his art. He's much younger than I am. But when he said it, it really resonated with me. And we talked about it later. And I and I, I feel like that is what this is. This is sort of my final bow. Mm -hmm. um, 
Wow, I didn't mean to get emotional. No, I, I love it. I haven't gotten emotional about this, but um, this is like where my heart has always been. Um, I started out as an elementary education major in college, but I never taught because I changed kind of directions and I went to hygiene school. And I've always, always loved children and youth, especially. I've always loved kind of that middle school, uh, young high school age where kids are trying to figure themselves out. And it's such a critical, crucial time because they're the decisions that they make and the way that they feel about themselves carries over into so many more years of their life. And so being able at this point to take all the things that I've had the opportunity to do over my career and just create a physical space where young people can come in and have direct access to the things that it's taken me 20 years to find and build those relationships is just, I, I can't even put into words what that feels like. Um, so I think it's going to be the, the way that I end my career. I'm, um, I'm 55. I'm not afraid to say that. <laughs> and um, it's time to, you know, do the thing that matters the most and, and make the time count. So that's where we are now. We're still running all the parts, but we've added this youth internship and the flower firm um, just this fall, just a, this last month we started. So, wow. I feel like I'm still soaking in your full story. It is truly beautiful. I feel like it has evolved from being a dental hygienist to now this whole youth program and taking everything that you've learned through your years of running your businesses and now serving the next generation, I think is, yeah, really inspirational. And um, I think you're going to be doing some incredible work um, and hopefully transforming people's lives in the process. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's so amazing. And what's so cool, I think it's through the medium of flowers. There's something almost spiritual about that to me. I feel like, um, I, I don't know. There's something about flowers that just, it, it, it's comforting in so many seasons of your life, whether it's a joyous occasion, a, a you know, a sorrow occasion, anything in between something about nature and nature is healing in itself. It truly is. And so it's like you're, when you bring that nature and you're, you're, it's a healing moment and it's a creative moment and it's a beautiful moment and that you have done all these incredible things through that medium of flowers. I think there, it, I can't even, I don't even know how to put this in words, but it just feels very spiritual to me. And I love that about that. And then you're taking in that creative nature and spreading it to that next generation. Um, that's so exciting. Can I be in your internship program? <laughs> <laughs> I've had a lot of floral designers actually say that, yeah. you know, and it, and it is, it's like the, it's just such a, uh, such a gift yeah. to be able to create the thing that you wish you had been able to do. Or yeah. um, I read somewhere recently, somebody said, what, what community do you want to live in? Do you want to build? And I keep thinking about that, you know, mm -hmm. what is it that would have made such an impact on me when I was this age mm -hmm. that I wouldn't have taken 20 years to find the self-confidence mm -hmm. to do the things that I've done, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think setting people up for success by giving them the tools that they need, even if it's a tool, maybe they never want to do flowers, 
but they learned how to do marketing. Mm -hmm. Or yesterday we talked about SEO and blogging and, you know, writing and writing in school is so boring. I hated writing and (laughs) I, I, I don't consider myself a writer. I never have because I don't enjoy it that much, but I have always written like as in journaling. Mm -hmm. And so just giving like a different perspective of, you know, writing doesn't have to be what you're doing in English class. That's not interesting to you. There are lots of ways to do it in the world that make an impact on people Mm -hmm. and feel good because you're using your own voice. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I, it is going to be, it's a magical space to me just to, to see them in the space and see them learning and enjoying and feeling relaxed and comfortable. Um, so yeah, I'm sorry. You can't be in the internship program. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. That was okay. a long answer to say no. No, <laughs> right. Old. That's fine. The good news is, is that Amy's, um, new office is not very far from Caitlin and I's, um, real job. So we can just come visit all the time is what we'll do. <laughs> You are always welcome. (laughs) Yes, yes. Ah, that's so cool. Well, can you um, talk about in your journey of all your different transitions of business? So from hygienist to um, small small time flower grower to then florist and designer to do events and stuff. What were some of the biggest barriers you had to overcome in those transitioning moments as everything grew from that one step to the next to the next? Yeah, I think early on, um, one of my biggest barriers was just, I I didn't have any examples. Um, I have very few examples, you know, like in my family of true entrepreneurs, um, and almost none of women. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you kind of feel like, is this something that's possible? Is it doable? Um, how do I do it? You know, if you have a parent or a relative or a neighbor or a mentor or somebody who has done, has owned a business and allowed you to ask them questions, they can give you such valuable information about how, you know, you wouldn't even know how to get a DBA. Where do you go? Does it cost money? You wouldn't even know you needed one to start a business. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, what's an LLC, What you know, like there's just so many little, how do I get a tax ID number? Um, how do I pay those taxes? You just don't know that stuff. And not only do you not know where to find it, you don't even know you need it because no one told you. And so there's just so much like research that goes into that. And I think I was just so nervous about, how do I do this? And where do I go? And did I do it right? Did I forget something? Am I going to get in trouble because I didn't file something, you know, just all those kind of things early on. I think that was kind of a barrier that I had to get in my head, like, just keep moving, Mm -hmm. just keep moving forward and ask people. It doesn't matter if you feel stupid asking There's no stupid question. And if someone makes you feel that way, then they're just not kind. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. the bottom line. Oh, yeah. you know? <laughs> so I think that's probably one. Um, I think when you put your ideas out and you get kind of a lukewarm reaction from people, like especially people who are kind of close around you that you would trust, if they're not on board or they're not excited about it or they don't understand it, that was with me. No one knows what a blog is uh, back then. Sure. 
they were like, what is, I don't even know what you're talking about. And how could this be, it, it wasn't meant to be a business in the beginning, but it grew into one and nobody could even understand it. So that part was kind of a barrier, like explaining what I was doing with confidence so that I could build it. And to be honest, I never, I never overcame that barrier. To this day, people really don't know what I do mm-hmm. because it's so difficult to, to tell them what I do um, that it, I don't even really try that much. But the people who caught on quickly were people in the floral profession sure. because they needed what I was giving them. And so that was an easy you know, way to explain, I mean, I didn't have to explain it to them exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I guess the only other one and probably the biggest one for me, the biggest barrier has always been and will always be, I think myself. Sure. I, I really mm-hmm. just the endless doubts. Um, am I smart enough? Can I do this? Is it doable? am I experienced enough to talk about this or will someone think that I don't, I mean, I still do that. And I've been in this profession for 20 years and I still think, am I experienced enough to talk with authority? Mm-hmm. Like, do I belong in this space? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just don't know that that'll ever go away. Yeah. I, I'm much better now, but I think it's just cause I'm so much older. I'm like, <laughs> look at me, you know, I've got yeah. gray hair. So <laughs> <laughs> Surely I know something, you know, I have some life experiences, but I do think that that's definitely been the biggest one for me. Yeah. Uh, you said that and that just resonates for me oh, yeah. just as we're starting out with the gutsy truth of like, are we, are we qualified to do this? Like, is yeah. there, is there space for us? I think, I think as women, um, it's really easy to, to doubt ourselves and hold ourselves back. So I'm very thankful that you shared that tidbit because I feel like talking to other people, it's, it's usually ourselves that are, you know, are holding ourselves back more than anything else. So did you, like, how did you know when, like through these different transitions, like that this was the right thing to do? Um, like, or you knew what the next step looked like. What did, what, how did that feel for you? Um, that has always felt for me like trust in my gut mm-hmm. always. Um, and except the podcast, the podcast came about because my son was a musician and he had all the equipment. He knew about podcasts. He said, you have so many stories. You need to like share those. You, you have so many interesting stories because I connect with people. That's, that's basically what I do mm-hmm. It's just connecting with people in the industry. And I just love those relationships so much. The stories um, the backstories of people, how they got where they are. And he was like, you really need to share that. Well, I had never even listened to a podcast. So <laughs> I had no idea what he was talking about. And I was convinced that no one would ever listen because who would sit down and listen to somebody talk when you can't see them for that long. And so he was like, no, no, it's going to work. And I said, okay, well, I'm only going to do 15 minute episodes because no one's going to listen to anyone talk about flowers for more than 15 minutes. And he was like, yeah, no, you're also not going to do that. It's probably going to be 45 minutes to an hour. <laughs> and I was like, I don't, this is not going to work. But I, but I went with him. Mm-hmm. So usually I trust my gut with that one particular thing. I trusted him. 
I, I trusted him so much because he was younger, obviously, and knew kind of, he had his, you know, he knew what was going on in the world. Yeah. And he knew me and what I had to offer. And he put those two things together. And then I kind of threw it out with a friend from Houston who was a florist who had been coming to town a couple of times. We just talked about what we'd like to do, like how we saw life. And so I threw that out to her and she was like, oh, I've been thinking about that too. Kind of like the two of you. Mm -hmm. And so we teamed up and started the podcast. Um, She's since moved on to do other things and I have a different um, co-host, but I definitely think trusting when I feel like I need to do something, I get really unsettled and I can fight it for a really long time, but eventually I still know that's the right thing to do. Um, And if it's not that it's being connected to people that I so, so trust that if they say something, I I really listen Mm -hmm. and I really consider it, you know, so I'd say that's probably it for for every every part. And sometimes things don't work out exactly how you think. Um, we started sort of this community initiative. Um, we started with workshops in our downtown area. Mm-hmm. And it was right before COVID. And we were doing these workshops and bringing in some designers as speakers. They were from all over the world too. They were coming, people were coming to the workshops to learn from them. And we were taking all the proceeds from those workshops and using that money to meet some needs in the neighborhood, in the community around where we live um, and create some opportunities for young people. So I thought that's where we were headed. We did three of these workshops. They were really successful um, in raising money for the community. And then COVID hit. And we could not do anything in person. Mm -hmm. And I sat at home for all of COVID, you know, running the podcast and the blog, but thinking, how am I going to ever get back on track and do that again? I don't know. I I mean, because you didn't know when the world was going to open back up. Right. And just because the world was closed up, you know, the needs were greater than ever. Mm -hmm. So, and the lack of opportunity and the kids were online trying to go to school. And I mean, I was just like, okay, this is a disaster. What, what now? And, um, and that's when I kind of had to change direction and I created Bloom Trust Co, which is a a membership community. And we're able to generate income by having people be a member of this community and they get uh, resources. We provide all kinds of connections for them in the industry and they pay a really nominal fee to be a part of it, but we're able to use some of that money to start our project back up where we were, you know, creating opportunities for kids, but it wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. And so um, I just finally decided to take the leap and get the physical space. Um, And back when we had the workshops, we had kind of a little retail area Um, where we could sell some t-shirts and things and use that for some income as well. And also all closed around COVID. So I didn't really know how this was going to work out, but I just knew I've got to get back there somehow. And so I didn't know that I would ever open a physical space because I don't really want to have to be tied to a physical space. Everything I do is online, but I knew that I had to have that 
in order to really have a space that was dedicated to what I wanted. And I've been fighting that for years, you know. And so I finally just decided, okay, now's, I guess, the time to really take the plunge and, and do this. And so sometimes I think we follow our gut and it, it, it feels like it works out. And then if it doesn't, then you have to really step back and think about now what? Yeah. And sometimes you reinvent the thing that you thought was the thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it's kind of like, you know, 2.0 and this is the second yeah. part of it, but it's even better this way mm-hmm. because it's able to be sustainable and ongoing. So holding on to things kind of loosely, I think is important. I mean, even if you don't, sure. life is going to tell you, it's going to dictate whether or not it works anyway. So you have to hold on loosely, as you all know. That's why you created this podcast. <laughs> yes. That's so true. I feel like I can resonate with that. I feel like in every major life moment that I've had in my 32 years is that I've, there's that kind of unsettled feeling like you were talking about. I remember when I changed jobs, um, before I started in the tourism world about five and a half years ago. Now I fought it for like a year. Cause I had this sweet work from home job. I'd been there right out of college for four years. I could kind of make my own schedule. I was like, who doesn't want this life? And then, but I was, I was, you know, home by myself all the time, talking to my dog way too much and needed, I just needed human interaction. I remember I kept fighting it and fighting it. I was like, no, but I could, this allows me to do whatever I want and free time and vacations and all this. And I had this awkward feeling for like a year. And then finally I was like, okay, I just have to, because I can't sit with this feeling any longer. I have to do something different. And so I love that you said that because I feel like it's so true. And I get that very personally, as far as there's this you fight it and I'm very stubborn. <laughs> so I'll fight it. And I'm like, no. And then finally it's like so awful and your body's like, do something different. We cannot live this way anymore. Yeah. So you do have to just trust your gut. Even if you fight it, your gut will fight you back and tell you to go keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like your story is a really good reminder of, you know, I feel like we, you know, graduate high school and we're told that we have to pick a major and then that's the career that we need to stick with forever. And then you, you, you kind of feel like for me personally, like I was a music major, I studied opera performance and I loved it. And it was something I was so passionate about. But when I got out of college, I, you know, I kind of realized that that wasn't the lifestyle and the career that I wanted to pursue full time. And so it's, you almost have a a little shame of, well, I spent all this money and time and effort pursuing this one thing, and now I'm going to pivot and go in a completely different direction. And everyone's looking at you like, well, what are you doing with your life? And you know, why, why, why are you making that decision? What do you mean you're going to go do this and that? Yeah. And I think, I think it's a good reminder that just because we, we pursue something for a while doesn't mean that we have to stick with it forever. And we have the ability to change and evolve and also see like where, where our passions take them, follow our gut and move forward and be okay with the uncomfortable as opposed to, you know, you don't have to stick with the same thing forever. Um, I think exactly what you're doing right now, providing those opportunities for the youth, I think opening their mind, because I think we are limited by who we're surrounded with of knowing what opportunities there are out there for us in the future. Um, whether that is, you know, owning your business or pursuing, you know, a career as an influencer or TikTok person, or, you know, whatever it might be, like there's so many things out there, but you don't have to stick to one thing forever. Um, and I think what you said before, like the relationships was key to all of it. And I think, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you're doing um, or what your your day job looks like, but just 
being true to the core of who you are, I feel like is what you've been able to do through your, your different levels of what your business has looked like. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's so, I think that's so true. Just, I, I'm almost scared of doing one thing for the rest of my life. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And, and that is what, what we hear. That is what's taught. And that is good for some people. Mm-hmm. It is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, I worked for a dentist who graduated early and went to dental school early and was in private practice at a young age and, um, you know, was so driven to do that. And then eventually, I mean, she, she practiced for years and I worked for her, but she was also very artistic. And so she was always doing things on the side, painting, writing. Mm -hmm. And then she eventually is kind of moved into being an author. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know that everyone has that, you know, side of them. That's just so angsty to do something else. Mm -hmm. But for the people who do, it is really hard. I was just talking to one of our team members yesterday about this. It's really hard to say, I need you to go to a big university and sit in a chair and, study when you've got all these other things kind of running through your head Mm -hmm. and you know that the proper thing to do is to go and sit down and get a degree and you're just wanting so badly to do some other things. And I just think acknowledging that, acknowledging that there are people who, yes, will make a career choice. It's all they ever wanted to do. They'll go to a lot of school. They'll go to years and years of school to do that thing that's great. But there are some people who are not feeling the same way and, and they're not failures. In Mm -hmm. fact, sometimes those are some of the most brilliant people Mm -hmm. on the planet. And if we allow them to follow those big dreams, the thing, you know, the things that we don't even understand, I just think it sets them up for, for success. I mean, our son, one of our sons, created a language like in the, in junior high. Okay. So everybody was like, what is this? And he, (laughs) he, he presented it to somebody at the university that heard about it. And I didn't even understand it because I don't think like that, Mm -hmm. but I was like, wow, you go boy. I don't know what you're doing with that, but let's do it. Yeah. And, um, you know, he teaches university now he's, he's a writer. Um, and I've been able to see his journey. I didn't understand parts of it, but I sure as heck indulged it. Mm-hmm. Whatever it was, man, I was like, let's, whatever it is that interests you, let's do it, whether I understand it or not, mm-hmm. because that is who he is. And I feel like when we limit who people are by telling them what the proper thing to do is, we're just squelching their spirit. I mean, we're just kind of snuffing out that part that like, exciting. Cause you know that from like starting the podcast and starting a side hustle, it's just like, you can't stop thinking about it. It's so much fun. Yeah. And it's also a lot of work, but whatever, cause it's, you know, it's something you want to do. Right. So yeah, I totally agree. Uh, I think we need to indulge young people in whatever interests them um, and get, and set them up for success. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's awesome. And I feel like with your, your new youth internship, that's the perfect thing to do. Like in an internship, you know, so many people I think feel like internships are, 
you know, I have to go get the marketing internship because I'm going to go work at an ad agency or whatever. Well, do a random internship. I interned at a wine bar in college. I'm not in the wine industry or anything, but it was cool and random. I, I mean, I did some marketing stuff on the side and that was my major, but you know, I learned about the wine industry and uh, having a restaurant and that kind of stuff. And so it, at bare minimum, it helps you eliminate like things you definitely don't want to do in your life. Yes. <laughs> you know, like I thought it was cool, but I knew I didn't want to do a restaurant business. So I was like, nope, that's on the no pile, <laughs> you know? And so I love that your internship, like you said, they might not have an interest in, in florals and the floral industry, but they're there learning other skills that they might be like, Ooh, you know, blog writing's cool or wow, I really like social media or, you know, maybe it's event planning or logistics or or operations management, you know, so it's, you're not like, well, you're only here because you love flowers and that's all you're going to learn. You know, you're, it's like, you're here because I'm going to teach you everything about a business in general and see if anything sparks your interest. So I just really appreciate that. That's like the mindset you have going into that. Cause I, I think there's so many people, that's what I was looking for when I was in college. And it was hard to find cause it was like a very specific thing you were doing. Um, and I'll, I luckily found that wine bar one where it was just kind of they were, they were, I was their very first intern. They're like, yeah, you want to work for free? Come on. You know, like we need help. And so it just kind of merged into whatever I wanted it to be. But, um, yeah, I think that just needs to be, like you said, almost celebrated and encouraged more. Just go figure it out. Even if it's, you do it and for two or three months in the summer and you're like never doing that again, but at least, you know, that's not an interest of yours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And to be clear, I, our internship is paid. That's awesome. And and these are young people. I mean, they're not college students. Sure. Um, so I thought that was also a really important part of this mm-hmm. because I want to set it up. I want to set the scene for this is what life could be like. Mm-hmm. You know, you have your own desk, you have your own computer, you have your, you choose what you're doing. You work with a team, you learn teamwork and you get paid for your work. So, um, I just thought of that when you said you did a free internship, because I know there are free interns and especially in college, you're getting credit. So it's not free. You are getting credit for something. Sure. But that is another part of our internship that I felt was really important. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's wonderful. That's awesome. So what would be some advice that you would give to someone who is maybe feeling stuck um, or like wants to make that leap or kind of change up what they're doing? What, What encouragement would you give them? Uh, do it (laughs) for sure. Do it. Um, you know, be smart, research it out and kind of feel it out, but do it. And, um, don't discount any of your experiences. You know, I mean, it, it's not forever. That's another, you know, you can start it and if you hate it or it doesn't work out, you can stop. Nothing's, making you continue on forever. So it's not, you're not locked in necessarily. I mean, there are a few things that you'd be really locked into that you couldn't get out of. Um, and even if you get out, you've, you've gotten an experience like you were saying about the wine industry. I mean, every experience is important. It builds your understanding of the world and it helps you have relationships that you wouldn't have otherwise had. So every experience is really important And there's so much power in relationships. I mean, um, I am really introverted and shy. And some people are like, how could you be? And you have a podcast or, you know, or you speak or whatever. But I really, truly am. And I'm not the kind of person that has 5,000 friends and 
am going and going and going all the time. I'm really not like that. I really have to take time for myself to think about things. And I have to have relationships with people that I can go deep with, you know, and those relationships are all really important. Even when you don't realize what's happening. Um, I guess the other one for me is if, if an opportunity is like staring you in the face, don't be complacent. Don't be dumb, like recognize it. And don't discount it and and just engage. I, this, this whole part of my life started with a knock on my front door. Um, there was a young like basketball team that was getting ready to go to a tournament. And they were looking for people to help fund that. And they knocked on my front door, totally random. I'd never seen them before. Um, and I talked to them, engaged with them, asked them where it was. They told me I had a son that was playing basketball at the high school at the time. So we had a little something in common to talk about. And then they came back. They came back because they went to the middle school that is around the corner from my house and just stopped by and said, hey, do you remember us? You know, And I was like, yeah, I do. And then we talked. And then they just started stopping by regularly on their way home from school. <laughs> And then they started bringing friends and, and then eventually I met their families and they became our family in this, we had just moved to a new part of town and they really have become like family. They're, they are my community. And that is why I know, you know, what, what's going on in our community because I have these relationships and that has been my inspiration to, push myself to do things that are not comfortable and to create things and dream of things um, that maybe I didn't think were possible. I mean, when, when you are motivated by a relationship or a need that you see or an opportunity that you think you could provide because of something that you have, really there's no stopping you no matter how shy you are, how introverted or how doubtful you are in yourself because you're not doing it for you. You're doing it for someone else. And so you can just accomplish all kinds of incredible things. And it's never about you. And that's the most beautiful part of all of this. So um, I would just say, like, follow your gut, do it, you know, take the opportunities, don't discount anything ever, because it all builds and can create such a beautiful life. Yeah, you know, and I think with that too, you know, sometimes we think that you have to take a huge leap in order to make a change. Right. But I feel like there's, right. it can be little steps and those little steps can build over time to help with, help make that transition more comfortable. You know, it's, it, it depends on, you know, what that, what your gut is telling you to do as well as the encouragement you're getting around yourself. But, um, I think sometimes people feel like it's an all or nothing thing and it, it doesn't have to be. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And that's the fun part. I mean, seriously, it is like one step at a time. And the fun part for me is like, you don't know where it's headed. You really don't. I never knew where this train was going to end up. I mean, I was just growing some flowers in the backyard. <laughs> that was it. And so every step was like, oh, this is neat. This is exciting, you know, or, oh, no, I don't think I want to go down that road. That wasn't quite what I was hoping, you know, but every little step is just that keeps you moving forward in life 
gives you motivation and you don't know where it's going to end up. And so that's fun. It's like reading a book and you don't know the ending. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. I love that analogy. <laughs> like a fun adventure book. <laughs> yeah. Of life. Yeah. The book of life. <laughs> yeah. And some, some stories aren't that exciting. Some of them you wish weren't in your chapters, but yeah, they are. Yeah, and you exactly. can't change that. But they always, those experiences, like you all are talking about your experiences that you're dealing with right now too, just even the negative experiences, they are so painful and they hurt so bad and they can really stall you and bring you to your knees and they can stall you for years. And and mine have, I've had a couple of those that really, really took a toll, but they resulted in where I am today. Mm -hmm. And so while I wouldn't want to repeat them, I also wouldn't give them up because I wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now if it weren't for some of those painful times that I had to go through. Yeah. So one of our favorite things to ask our guests is what is something gutsy that you have done? So tell us something that you think has been really gutsy in your life, recent or um, not. I think when you say that, I think there are two things. One is, um, I don't know how many years ago now, I, I was asked to go to New York and speak and kind of be in on, the, on this conference, but speak. And I'm just not like, I don't really love big cities. And I'm not just like a real, I wasn't at the time, like a real traveler. Um, and so I was really apprehensive to do it, but I knew that I needed to, you know, so so I did that. And I think that was uh, the beginning of kind of opening up. I've, I've traveled a lot since then. Um, I've spoken in front of groups. I don't know how many times since then, but, you know, it, it opened it, it opened the door and it was a little terrifying um, to make that decision because I was like, you know, I don't I don't need this. It wasn't something that I was aspiring to do. But it was one of those things, like you said, that made me feel uncomfortable if I didn't do it. Yeah. So I just knew like, okay, anytime I feel like there's an opportunity and I'm going to feel uncomfortable if I don't do it, then I go ahead and do it, even if I'm scared, because I figure it's going to be worth it. So that that opened up a lot of personal opportunities for me, just in that I felt comfortable doing things. Um, but the other one is is starting this flower firm in our town. Um, that's gutsy for me because I have to, you know, make sure that I'm able to keep it open, which sure. brings in, you know, funding and being able to tell people what we're doing and, and do a good job. And, um, you know, the accountability to our interns and our future interns and where the program's headed. It just, when you do that, when you, you know, sign a lease and you put your, you know, name on the front door, that's a new level of accountability to your community that is a little scary mm -hmm. because there's a lot of responsibility there. And so I think this may be the most gutsy thing I've ever done, actually. But it's also been the most fulfilling thing that I've done, I think. Um, and I, I have to say, the flower community that we've built over this 20 years they're all over the world and they are the community that have really, really, really stepped in to support 
this vision, both monetarily and just in encouragement and motive. I mean, they're just constantly on board and hearing what we're doing and then giving me encouragement to keep going. And so um, I don't think I would have done it without the flower community. Um, that's, that's huge. They're, they're a huge support to me. Uh, but yeah, I think those are two, two instances and this one is definitely the biggest. Yeah, no doubt. Um, but I love that, that you are so, I can just feel the passion from you when you talk about your floral community and the, like you said, the encouragement and the support they've provided to you, you know, it sounds like for many years, not just with the, the flower firm, but for a long time. And so it's, it's really enlightening to hear like when you find your niche of people and that community of people and the overwhelming support that they bring to you. And you just, you know, like you said, you, it was, this is a big leap for you, but they're so supportive. And so you're almost like, okay, well, I've got my team behind me. I've, they've got me and I'm just going to do this, even though it's scary. And I don't know what the future might look like, but I've got the support system. That's not going to leave me, you know? So I, I love that you have that. And I think that is so important for everyone to have that kind of support system yeah. in any way that, that you can find that, um, you know, whether that's through your industry community, your family, your friends, your neighborhood, any of that. Um, I just, I just love all of that. That's so, that's so cool. And like I said, the fact that all this is through the medium of flowers just brings me so much joy because <laughs> I love it so yeah. much. I love that you pick up on that because that really is at the heart of everything. Um, I have friends that are florists that say flower, you know, flowers are medicine. Uh, yeah. Um, art <laughs> is medicine, yeah. right? And we kind of have a little hashtag around botanical brew, haha, that, that we're, flowering with purpose. Uh, and that, that's always been, that's always been the heart of what I've done. You know, it, if there's not a reason, then I don't, I'm not interested. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not doing things for just, which, you know, could be looked at good or bad because some people that are entrepreneurial really are bottom line based, which is very helpful because then you have money to continue. (laughs) I've always, I've always leaned more on the side of, I just need a purpose yeah. behind it and then I'll figure out the rest. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, flowering with purpose is kind of our tagline. It's what we try to do every day. Oh, I love it. I love that tagline. That's so great. <laughs> so our final question for you is what has been something that has been filling your bucket recently? Um, I think at this point in my life, definitely, um, seeing kind of, uh, gosh, this, I don't know how to say this, but just seeing the results of, of the hard work over the years in different areas and, and just seeing young people thrive. I mean, that is, that's where it's at for me. So whether it's like my grown sons and what they're doing with their life now, and just knowing that, you know, I did my part and now I just get to see kind of where they are and what they're doing with it. Um, and these young people that we're working with in the community, I just love seeing every little thing that they do. You know, um, we celebrated yesterday. We, we had the interns in the office yesterday. We celebrated because one of them, 
passed a standardized test for the next grade level and then got moved up in a class to a more difficult class. And that is like worth celebrating with honey buns and Dr. Pepper, in my opinion, you know, <laughs> I mean, it was like, whatever you want, this yeah. is really important. This is a big step. So I think um, that's, that's always where it is, is for me, if I can figure out a way to stay in the background and just kind of putter along doing my job with no one really knowing me and then just watch people thrive and see what they're able to accomplish and see them dream and see if I can help connect them with something that'll allow that to come true. That's just that. Yeah. My bucket overflows when that happens. (laughs) So I love that. that. That's probably it. I love that. I feel like everyone needs someone like you in their life <laughs> to just love. Um, yeah, that's incredible. Gosh, so that, you just remind me a lot of my mom because um, <laughs> um, she's that for me. Um, yeah, so I love that. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. <laughs> um, one last thing. Can you tell our listeners where they can find you? Sure, yeah. Um, our Website is Botanical Brouhaha. I know that's hard to spell, so look in the show notes or something, but it's botanicalbrouhaha.com. We're on Instagram at Botanical Brouhaha. And then our membership community is uh, bloomtrustco.com. And we're on Instagram as bloomtrustco. Wonderful. Yep. And we'll link all that in the show notes as well. This has just been so heartwarming. I feel like everything that you've said has been such an encouragement for us. And I know for our listeners as well. Um, And you're just doing some really, really beautiful things that aren't cookie cutter ideas. Like this is truly innovative and special and really making an impact for those youth. And I hope today that people are walking away feeling encourage that they can do something that their career can evolve in beautiful ways. Um, and that, um, yeah, they feel like they can just take those little steps to, to keep moving forward. Yeah. I hope that too. It's a good place to be. That's a good place to be. Thank you so, so much for having me guys. I love this. Thank you. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Gutsy Truth. We are so thankful to have you here with us, and we hope you enjoyed today's story. Until next time, we encourage you to follow along with us on Instagram at The Gutsy Truth. Or you can learn more on our website, thegutsytruth.com. And we would really appreciate if you left a review on today's episode on your podcast streaming platform of choice. Um, These reviews not only help our podcast be more well known to the world, but you can share this today's episode to a friend or family member or coworker who you think might need to hear um, an inspiring story for their journey. And until next time, that's the gutsy truth.